Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Shoot the Breeze with Alexandria Marie, and I am your host, Alexandria Marie. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Alexandria Marie underscore talks. That's at A L E X A N D R E M A R I E underscore talks. So we continue with our Wonder Woman series, and today guest is an entrepreneur, a mom, an author. You know, she's amazing. She's an amazing young woman. Last year, she had this networking event that got together a a lot of black women and just just to network, you know. Um, And that's what it's all about, right? It's not just doing for ourselves, and I mean ourselves, black women, but we need to do for other black women. And I like that about her. I like that she pulls people together, pulls our people together, our black women together, and gives them the opportunity to network with one another and branch out into different you know, into different businesses or different prospects or anything like that, you know, and that's, that's, that's what we need to do. Um, my heart is very heavy due to the Brianna Taylor verdict. And normally I have some sort of pep talk. Um, sorry for the background noise, (laughs) but if you don't know, I live by the airport. But normally I have um, some sort of uh, pep talk or something geared towards affirming, speaking into the universe, motivation, aspirations, you know, things of that nature. But I can't fake it, you know. Um, I'm just not one of those people. I'm not going to try to fake it. My heart is very heavy right now. And it's it's sad. It's it's sad to say that human life does not matter. When in all actuality, it's not human life that doesn't matter. It's black lives that don't matter. And This is just showing us that black women lives just really don't matter. All the amazing things that we've been doing, I want to say the past, I want to say like the past five years, this black woman movement. And don't don't get me wrong, we've been strong and we've been strong for a very, very long time. But you have to admit, like these past five years, man, with social media, as well as network television, I feel like, you know, I feel like when I was younger, you know, um, where you turn on TGF, um, what, what is it, Thank God It's Friday, or, you know, when, it, when we had, um, what was that, UPN 9, do you remember that? Where we had ample black, people on TV in a positive light and we didn't have that for a very long time and I'm I'm so grateful for you know Grownish 
and um, things like that. But, man, we didn't have it for a very long time. And we still, we still kind of don't. So I like how Netflix is bringing all that back. You know, girlfriend, sister, sister, the game. You know, where it shows that we're on prime TV. That's, that's, that's the thing. Because a lot of us don't have internet access. We don't have cable TV. So we can't see a lot of those other shows. Some of us cannot afford a Hulu Netflix subscription. So we can't see ourselves on TV like that. But the past five years, you guys, I don't know if it's just me, but it's been an explosion. Sorry again for the noise. But it's been an explosion of seeing our sisters on TV, black, proud, beautiful, and shouting it to the rooftops. And then you have this thrown at us. I just can't. I, I really just cannot. I cannot. I cannot breathe. <sighs> but I can't. And I heard that verdict. I swear to you guys, I felt an asthma attack coming along. I felt like someone was choking me because how can a wall how can a wall be more important than human life and man the way this constitution was written it was definitely not written for us we were still slaves when it was written and the amount of times it's been edited is ridiculous. I mean, this constitution is how many years old? And it's been edited, what, less than 30 times? No. It needs to really change. But I don't want to depress you guys, you know? So, let's get, let's get Brie James on the phone and um, I'm definitely gonna ask her her opinion about the verdict and what she thinks needs to happen for change to happen. Stay tuned. Hello? Hi. Hi, hi, welcome. How are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. So thank you so much for um, being a guest on Shoot the Breeze with Alexandria Marie. It is very much appreciated. Thank you. I'm I'm honored to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> so we follow each other, so I know a little bit about you. Why don't you tell um, my listeners a little bit about yourself before we start the interview and discussion? Oh my God, where do I begin? Um, well, my name is Bree. I am a mother of a three-year-old crazy boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he drives me insane. I think it's because he's like a lot like myself. 
exactly um i i opened up a boutique i believe two years ago an online boutique so i'm currently running that i am an hr assistant oh my god i'm sorry for the noise i'm an hr assistant um at a well for a private um child care facility in hoboken and i write poetry i love to eat even though i'm super duper thin I wish I could be you. <laughs> no, you don't. Nothing nothing fits me still. <laughs> but that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Okay. So I hear that you, you know, you have a son and you started your boutique two years ago and you're still working. So how has entrepreneurship affected your family life? Um I would say, well, for starters, I don't have, I didn't have much help from my family because like I'm, I come from a family who I would probably be like the first entrepreneur. And, you know, I guess my family or like a, like a lot of families, they don't understand it. Like I was explaining it to my grandmother who I lived with for a little while. And she just, she just thought it was just like spending frivolous money. Like she didn't have her, like her, I guess she didn't understand the concept. She was just thinking that, oh, this is just like a hobby not something that would, you know, help you acquire stability or like another financial type of income to help you, you know, with your life. Right. Um, I have honestly a lot more, more support from my friends than I do my family. Um, yeah, honestly, pretty much. I would say like 90% is friends and 10% is family. So the only person who actually, I would say, really understands I guess like the she's also she's my family as well. She's my babysitter. <laughs> mm. So if I tell it like it, I guess it affects my family because the only thing that that it takes me away from is my son. But my babysitter is amazing. Like she's amazing. The word to use the word amazing is an understatement. So anytime I tell her that I have to do a pop up shop or I have to go do this or do paper, like have to you know go sign papers or do anything business related, like she's on board. But family, not so much. Well, that's, that's usually how it is. And then, you know, when you start raking in six figures and above yeah. that, that's when they want to be like, oh, that's my niece. That's my, you know, this, that's my sister. Yeah. They don't want to help you, you know, when you're just starting. Actually, mm-hmm. many people don't want to help you when you're starting. It's honestly people that don't even know who you are and just know you via like Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram that's ready to like support you. So, right. So, um, as women, we often get lost and stuck in the past due to lack of self-worth and self-motivation. What motivates you? Um, I would say my son motivates me a lot and but like I'm a Leo, not that probably has anything to do with it, but Leos are very headstrong, like in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And it's so funny. Yeah, I have a lot. It's like on my dad's side, mostly all, everyone is Leos. And wow. but we have also a lot of girls as well, like a lot of women. And even my aunt said to me all the time, like, people think that we have it together. And sometimes we really don't. Like my aunt was telling me some story about like people at her job and they, they, they don't like her because of just how she carries herself. When she sees these women, they think that she has more than them. So mm. I think that what pushed me is, I guess, 
it, it was literally my son because at first, like, I'm already headstrong. I think that, you know, I'm attractive or I think that I can do this and I can do that and I motivate myself as well as I motivate everyone else. But sometimes I don't have the, even though I could probably call you and say, girl, you could do it. You know, you're the bomb.com. You got this covered. Sometimes you can't give yourself that because you, you also know your own problems, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, I can tell you, but I don't know what everything you're facing. All I can tell you is like, I could just be happy and say, or uplifting and say, you know, you got this no matter what. But sometimes we can't, you know, take our own advice. But when I, when I sit and I have these conversations with my son, like I had wrote a book on postpartum depression. My son has no idea what that means, mm-hmm. but he knew I was writing a book and he knew I had ordered books and he was so excited. And it, it made me excited because it was like, like <laughs> he thought like I was a millionaire. Like that's how he was acting. Like, oh my God, the books are here. <laughs> he goes like, mommy, I want one of your books. Like, so even when I get in sour moods, he's just there. He's just, he's just happy. And this has been him since he's been a baby. And out of everyone that's around me, like I have, I still have my mom in my life or she's, I guess she's still alive. Some people don't have their mothers and I have my friends, but out of everyone, my three-year-old son is the one who motivates me and pushes me because at the end of the day, like I'm a single mom. So if I can't do something, I feel like it's going to affect him. So anytime I feel like I'm getting lazy or I don't feel like doing something where I'm super tired, but I know I can, you know, I'm just being lazy. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm being lazy. I am a procrastinator. And I think like, okay, if I don't do this, how is my son going to eat? Or if I don't do this, how is this going to get done? It's going to affect him or it's going to affect me or it's going to affect us. So ultimately my son is my motivation. I think with a lot of parents, especially single parents, their children become their biggest motivation. As you said, you know, if you don't put in the work, how is he going to eat? Mm-hmm. So, so you have an online boutique that from the last time I checked, it has like sandals and sunglasses. It's pretty much like ex- accessories, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you generate new ideas as to what do you want to, you know, display or sell on your online boutique? So it's, it's, it's super, I wouldn't say it's super hard. But so my, my boutique is called RB Jade. It has two, it has like a two names because well, funny story or not funny story. When I was pregnant, I really wanted a girl and that that's what her name would have been. So I had a boy, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, girl, <laughs> no, I, I got, I got a girl and a boy and I was, I've been praying for my son for so many years. I'm so happy. <laughs> I am a human jungle gym. Like you don't understand. Boy mom need like, I need 911 on speed dial. <laughs> but I got blessed with a boy and I, I give a lot of my growth. Um, I would say my growth of my growth appreciation to him. Like he's made me like pretty much the woman I am today. So I, I, I needed a boy first. That would have been the name for my daughter. And I always, my style is um, I can be a tomboy one second. I could be a super duper girly girl. The next second, I could be bohemian. I could be super classy. I could be gr- have a grunge look. So I feel like I can do it all. And there were I follow a lot of companies 
or shoe places that only appeal to a certain woman, if that makes sense. Right. So if you are mm-hmm. only a girly girl, you can only shop at this store. But what if you're a girl who doesn't wear heels? What if you're a girl who only like likes sandals? Or what if you're a girl who can't walk in heels? What if you're a girl who likes book bags and purses? So I wanted to make it where Aubrey was like a super girly girl and Jade was more so like the rebel or the laid back chick. So starting out, like I had literally like four shoes on my website when I launched. And mm-hmm. I had like two shoes that were super like clubby and girl, like just like she was just like a, a boss type of woman. And then the other ones were like laid back. You could wear these if you were wanted to do casual or you just wanted to, I don't know, go to brunch because you didn't have to dress up. So I had to, the, the hard part about it is that I had to take myself out of it a lot. Because I'm looking for shoes or because it started out as shoes first, but it it will always be shoes and accessories. So I'm starting out looking at things and I'm like, I love this. I love this. Oh, I don't like this. And I had to, you know, talk to my friends about it. Like, you know, what shoes do you guys like? or What accessories do you guys like? Because it's not going to always be about me. Something I think is cute. Another girl may think is ugly. Mm -hmm. So that's the only real hard part. And then when I reach out to my friends who are super uh, supportive sometimes their ideas are too much because now I'm trying to accommodate everyone and I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't have Beyonce money so this is money coming out of my pocket I don't have a grant I don't have a loan it's money that I've generated for my business and then I, I take it out and I put it right back in there so it's just revolving money and I have to be careful so I guess the hard part would be is to take myself sometimes out of the thought process because not every girl dresses like me um, not everyone likes my style or knows my style or is comfortable with my style. Mm-hmm. And I also, I just try to remember the mission statement that it's, it's to make all women feel beautiful. So no matter what shoe she buys, no matter what pair of sunglasses she has, no matter what handbag she wears, at least when she has on at least one of the things from Aubrey J, she will feel super beautiful. She'll feel super empowered. And I'm just, I'm like super big on self-love and self-care. So a lot comes from how do you feel when you look in the mirror? So if, if you just put on some sunglasses and that made you feel beautiful, like I'm for it. My job was done. My mission was accomplished when you went on my site and bought something. So that's the only part, hard, the hard part about it. <laughs> okay. Um, what about your greatest fear. So what is your greatest fear and how do you manage that fear? Um, well, one of my greatest fears is, <laughs> is dying, but that's obviously inevitable. Um, the other fear was to just be not successful. So I, 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 don't, I just keep trying to come up with ideas of ways that I can help people because I don't think that being successful is having money. You can be money. You, can be, you can have money and be miserable. So I just, I don't want to, I don't want to fail. Even though I've done so many things that other people may think that, oh my God, you did crazy amount of successful stuff. But, but I'm not, I don't feel like I'm successful yet until I pay a bill and I don't, the money doesn't hurt me or all my bills are on auto pay, like things like that. Like, I just feel like I need to be successful. I need to set the bar for my son for him to know what, you know, greatness is mm-hmm. me, me growing. I'm a, I'm a black dark skinned girl. So mm. I've dealt with just like things that are just low level, 
mediocrity. Like nothing has been super, super, super superb for me. I haven't reached right. that level where I've just been doing amazing or killing it, or I, I wasn't born into a rich family or anything like that. So I need to be to a point where I am super duper comfortable, not just comfortable. So not succeeding is my biggest fear, I think, besides dying. <laughs> I normally ask the question I'm about to ask you as my closing question, but since we're speaking on success and your definition of success, how do you truly define success then? If you feel as though right now you're not successful, then how would you define success? I would find success as, like I said, I don't, I don't think that it's about money. I, I, I love helping people. So if I'm doing something, whether it's business-wise or just me being like, I don't know, me being a great friend or per, like a maybe a, a family, like, you know, in family terms, mm-hmm. if I'm not helping, I'm not being successful. And the way that I can help happens to be the way that I can also make money. So if I'm not doing the first part, which is helping people, then I am failing. I think so no matter if it's with me writing a book helping other mothers with postpartum depression because that is serious if my book isn't helping anyone then I am failing Hmm. if I am if I have Aubrey Jade and the clothes or things that the shoes or the accessories that I have on my website aren't making women feel beautiful then I'm not succeeding if I'm not I'm I'm literally about to have a pop-up shop in three weeks if I don't have this pop-up shop that allows businesses to come together in one room and acquire networking and and financial stability for themselves and to offer them a way to help people then I'm not succeeding Mm -hmm. so I would deem success as you being able to help others as well as you're helping yourself just do better right I like that do better would be a good definition of success. So you're, you're touching a lot on um, postpartum Mm -hmm. and that is definitely um, a serious topic, especially for women of color, anything that has to do with mental illness, you know, people of color seem to negate that. Mm -hmm. So um, did you yourself go through postpartum or someone did you know? No, I definitely did. And At the time, I didn't know, one, like, obviously, when you're pregnant, you hear about postpartum depression. You Mm -hmm. just think that, oh, it's just you being depressed because you have a baby. And at the time, I was with my son's father, and and he was helpful, but no matter what he did, it didn't work. No matter if he told me I was beautiful or anything, it was not working. And I realized that it takes you to have to pull yourself out of it. And mm-hmm. once I was able to conquer it, I, I, um, I wanted to literally write an ebook about it. Just, you know, tips on how to get yourself out of a funky mood or get over it, like be, kick postpartum, the postpartum depression's ass. Um, mm-hmm. And I was a part of groups on Facebook and these women, it, it was just a, a sad thing to be a part of. It, I'm like, oh my God, like obviously I knew I wasn't alone, but right. these were women who were married women who mm-hmm. had multiple children it, w- it was all different type of women. black asian white people who were single mothers like and it was just crazy that we all were going through the same thing and mm-hmm. it didn't matter who you had 
or what you had, it, it, you literally, I just learned that you were literally responsible for your own happiness. That's when I really realized like, okay, right. I need to do something to help these women and also myself. Cause I had, I had already gotten over it and I'm like, okay, let me just write down and start doing stuff like jotting now how I, how I saved myself. Right. And so it I sounds keep- like not to cut you off. It sounds like you had prepartum depression. Were you still depressed after having your son? I would say, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I had it. I had it. I don't think I had it before. I was just, you know, living life. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was, it was after he got here. I wasn't depressed at all during my pregnancy. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, it was literally after he, he got here and it was obviously my first pregnancy and it was just, mm. it was crazy. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I just had to pull myself out. Of, like I had, you know, how people say, oh, I want such and such to save me. Or you were supposed to save me. Or you were supposed to help me. Mm-hmm. No, you, you, you can't. You just have to be yourself. Like it, it, you literally have, to, you, only you can save yourself and whoever you believe in. Right. So. And I mean, that's, that's hard. I mean. Oh, I know. Many, <laughs> it's very hard. Many women take their children along with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's. It's a chemical imbalance, especially right. during pregnancy. You have all those hormones that are going haywire. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a good thing that you decided to write an ebook to help all these different women during their postpartum um, depression episodes. I mean, have you found that to be liberating for yourself as far as your postpartum to write that? Yes, because um, while I was writing it, I learned a lot about myself. I had interviewed at least, I think, about five to seven mothers. Um, uh, Well, I didn't necessarily interview them, but I had them write their experience so that other mothers, when they read the book, they can know that, you know, all of these different women experience all these different things. This is what led up to it. This is how they got through it. This is how they are managing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it was, I I literally wrote like a, it's like an interactive book, step-by-step on how you could literally just tackle it, get over it, manage it, you know, everything. And it, it helped me. And honestly, the book is, it's, it's, it's called The Rebirth of a Sunflower. And it's for postpartum depression. But any person, any woman can read it. Because it's, it's not just about pregnancy. It's about literally finding yourself again. Like if I, if I deleted all the words that had something to do about, if I deleted mother and pregnancy and baby, any woman can read it and she'll just be able to find herself again or dig her out of the hole that she's in and all of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite aspect about being an entrepreneur? Um, I think using my creative side and, and again, helping everyone or helping people that I can, cause I know I can't help everyone, but just being able to help people because like all my life I've been in like retail. Those are the jobs that I've had. And all, you know, mm-hmm. all they shove down your throat is customer service, customer service, helping everyone, making sure right. this person is having a wonderful experience and they're, they're leaving, they're happy and their shopping experience is this. So I'm a person who loves to help people no matter what it is. If I can help you or if I could show you where you need to go or give you a resource or anything, I, that's just that's what I get a rush off of <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's my happiness um, so I think that 
me using my creative brain because I'm always coming up with just anything. You can call me about anything and I'll tell you, I'll go into creative mode and plan the whole thing for you over the phone in like 10 minutes. So I think using my creative brain and helping people is what I love most about it. So with that, what has been your most satisfying moment in business? Um, I think with, I think with Aubrey J, when, when women contact me and, and when I tell you they're getting, I don't know where they're getting my phone numbers from. (laughs) I don't know where they're getting my email from. I'm sure it's from my friends, but they will call me or they will text me and they're sending me pictures of their outfits. Like, do you have a shoe that goes with this? Do you have a bag that goes with this? Um, is, is the bag on your website? Is it this, is it this actual color? And it's like, these women are, they trust me for me to come up with something, whatever it is, whatever accessory it is they want so that they can go out that day or that night and feel beautiful. And they're gonna take pictures, right? Because I think of it, I I break it all the way down. It's not just you putting on a shoe and calling it a day. Mm -hmm. Like you're putting on this shoe or this bag or these sunglasses, whatever it is that I have on my site that you like, you're going outside where all these people are going to see you. They're going to compliment you. They're going to say you look like this. You, you're beautiful. Oh, my God. You're giving me such amazing vibes. Oh, girl, where you going? Oh, my God. Yes. They're taking the pictures of you. You're putting on your social media. Like, this is a big deal. So right. I feel like I am doing, I'm like a fashion superhero. Like, I am saving this girl's night or this girl's day to make her just come up with the ultimate outfit that, that was in her head I'm making it come to life so when I'm able to do that or even if it's a gift for somebody I have men contacting me like yo you have these slides and this size my woman where it is I'm like well how does her foot run big or small and they're like I don't know I'm like okay <laughs> in her closet let me see you know like I'm really working with them I'm, I'm helping them surprise their girlfriends mm-hmm. or their or their mothers or their sisters and when I succeed it's like I made one person in this world's happy and I feel like I, I did an accomplishment like I, I did something good <laughs> I mean that's all that's what it's about right a lot of people think you have to do it all and I simply believe that if you just help one person you know mm-hmm. you've helped many because that one person is gonna you know Tell another person and then another person. So you don't really need to help millions. You just yeah. need to catch one person. And then mm-hmm. with that, you become successful, honestly. And before the internet, everything was word of mouth to begin with. So. Right. And that would have been, imagine if we didn't have social media now, I would be outside on the corner. <laughs> yeah, to- exactly. But people still do that. People still do that downtown. You know, it seems like you're from um, Jersey. So I don't know if you've ever been to Newark. People still oh, yeah. do that downtown. I you know, know what I mean? <laughs> so. Right on Broad and Market. Everyone has their exactly. selling everything. That, I mean, it's a hustle. You got to find a way in mm-hmm. however you can get in. Absolutely. So, so many women, you know, want to start a business whether they want to turn their hobby or their side hustle into something bigger or grand, but juggling, you know, life, love, family, and business on top of that can be difficult. Mm -hmm. So can you give our listeners 
one piece of advice on how you seem to manage it all? Um, well, I am literally a person who has so much in her brain because, like I said, I'm super creative and I'm always thinking about something. Like, I overdo it. Like, it's bad. Um, so I write everything down. Everything starts with writing it down. And I don't care if it's a to-do list. I don't care if you're about to bake some macaroni and cheese. I don't care if you are about to try to walk on water. You need to write it down to stay organized. You need to set goals, write down. I don't like people, a lot of people, I'm going to say people because it's men and women. We sometimes think that a goal or a dream or something is way too big when it has to start small somewhere, right? Just like you mm-hmm. can, I don't know, you can start rolling a ball of something and you like, like or like a snowball effect. You start a, a little piece of snowball, oh, snow, <laughs> and you have to keep adding snow for it to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Everything starts small. Nothing gets big first. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think that writing it down literally step by step, even if you do free writing and you write down everything you want to do with this business or everything you want to do with whatever it is that you want to come true, write it down, start small. What do you need to like? What is the first step you need to do? What is the second step? You can do a a list. You can do a web. You can, I don't care if you draw a a pictogram, write it down because you'll also forget. You'll also just be unorganized. You'll have pieces of paper here. Get one notebook, write everything down, set goals, set the date that it needs to be met. And you have to be consistent. You have to, you know, be disciplined with yourself, get your finances in order, like just get super duper organized. I am a stationary freak. So I have highlighters of every color on this universe. I have sticky notes. I have notebooks for every single idea. Mm-hmm. Any, any business. I don't care if the idea is like, I'm super anal when it comes to just being organized. So I would say to start, just write it down. I agree. I've had so many amazing women on here. And of course I asked them the same question. And I myself do believe that everything starts with actually putting it on paper. And I Mm -hmm. feel like many entrepreneurs, you know, go that route. Like we are very organized, you know, we, we just need to see our vision. And I tell people like, look, if you don't want to write it down, you have a smartphone, do what I do. Take your recorder <laughs> and start talking to the phone. Right. Like, just start talking to the phone because, you know, sometimes you don't have a utensil to write something down with and you have an idea and it's just popped up in your head and you're probably mm-hmm. driving or you're doing whatever. Like, do what I do. Hit that record button. Record it. Right. <laughs> or Google note talking while you're driving. Yes. But yes, you have to be organized some way, shape or form. And you have to keep your ideas, you know, organized and you have to set goals. So, yes, I definitely do agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you advertise your business? Most of it is on social media, which is, I wouldn't say it's bad, but <laughs> I know that, I know that because if social media, if the internet was to crash today, it's like, what would you do then? So, right. I have to, I try to do like pop-up shops, vending events, 
Um, I, at one point I had flyers with my business on it and I was dropping them in mailboxes. Mm -hmm. Um, so mostly, like I said, it's all social media, but social media can like, people just think that you can, you can just post something and that's it. Like, no, you have to do advertisement. (laughs) You have to post at the right time. Like it is, it is a full time job and it is hard. Don't I know it? I lack at it. I slack so much. (laughs) It's so hard. And then I try to do emails, but it's like, oh my God, like I need to do better. So I would say, yes, I solely, I promise you, I only like use social media. But what I've done also in the past is drop things in people's mailboxes. Like I'm talking going up blocks, both sides, (laughs) Um, putting them on cars. Like I've been, and then it also has to do with a pride thing too. Because you see, like, you know, when someone leaves something on your car, you're like, I don't want to use my car for junk or scrap. And you just throw the flyer on the floor. That's what you think people are going to do to your flyer after you Mm -hmm. pay money for it. But it's like, you never know. Out of all those, maybe 20 people threw it on the floor, maybe 10 of them kept it. And maybe five of them actually read it. And then maybe two of them actually went to your website and bought something. You have to think of it like that. And then once they get their thing, who's to say who they're going to tell? You know, they may tell their whole, they may be at a family function. Everybody loves that product that they have on or whatever the case may be. Now everybody's on your website. So I think that using social media is great. Internet is great. But me going forward, I will definitely going, I will be going to put things on people's cars back in their mailbox. (laughs) I will be doing better with my emailing because that's also a big part. People, I check my emails more than like three times a day. And mm. Fashion Nova is always in there. Children's Place right. is always in there. They send me, my, my mailbox is about to explode. And all I see every single day faithfully is Children's Place and Fashion Nova. <laughs> Those so must I be know. your two top. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you would think I shop, shop them. And I don't shop them all the time. Children's Place, maybe. Because I'm obsessed with buying stuff for my son. Mm-hmm. And... I'm just every time I open it no matter what time of the day they're always there they're always there so I know they're sending me 10 emails a day so I think that that's a huge part of marketing that I suck at but I will get better at you know what sometimes you just you just have to say it out loud (laughs) we're not all perfect right so sometimes you just got to say it out loud and you like you, you write it down, you give yourself a goal, and then you, you know, you try to obtain that goal. That's all that we can do. So to what do you attribute your success? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> well, maybe from from listening to you you know you seem to be very headstrong and strong-willed so maybe you could attribute your success to your your self experiences you know things that has happened to you in your life hmm. or maybe to your son it's gonna always be him I'm telling you it's literally always gonna be him it's gonna it's gonna always be myself because it starts with me first um I I just know that we deserve better we deserve 
everything that we should be able to have. He, I should be able to live comfortably. I should be able to live, I wouldn't say a lavish lifestyle, but if you think about, like, you know, I would say other races other than, well, other than myself, I'm black. And mm-hmm. it's, it's people who are, they wake up and they have everything, you know? And it's, I don't have everything and I want everything. <laughs> so I feel like, like, I, I just, I, 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 I do it all for just me and my son to live a grand life, I say. Okay. So that concludes the interview. I do have a discussion um, question if you still have some time. I do. Okay, cool. Um, I wanted to discuss a little bit about the Breonna Taylor verdict since it just passed. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to pick your brain and how you felt about it. So tell us how you personally feel about that verdict. Um, I'm sure I feel as heartbroken as a lot of people or majority of the world because constantly I'm reminded that Black lives don't matter. Black women don't matter. Mm-hmm. That And this verdict showed that a neighbor's walls <laughs> matter right. more than a human being. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that a lot of people are, I mean, I'm sure everyone is looking at it that way. Like, yes, this woman is a human being. Right. And this, I think this was only, it was only one officer that's actually getting indicted or prosecuted when there were mm-hmm. a, a few others. And he's not getting, you know, I guess he's not facing consequences for what he actually did or all of them. No. And it's literally a, a spit in the face. And it, it makes you very scared because, yeah, I wake up every day and I get to go come home, back home to my son and my and my friends and my family. But it could have been me at any moment. You know, it, it could be my mm-hmm. sister, my sister. It could be my mom. Like you never know. And you hear about these stories and you think. My my grandma always says, "Don't ever think it can't happen to you." Don't ever think like if I True. go outside and she's like, you know, you have those headphones in your ear. Like, can't nobody clunk you upside your head and beat you up and take you for human trafficking? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't say it to brush her off. Like, oh, it can't be me. But then when I finally get in my car, I'm like, oh, my God, that really could happen to me. And then your, your mind starts going crazy. But it's, 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 it's so heartbreaking that it doesn't hurt me as much because I'm already used to it. Wow. Like, that's, that's powerful. And, and, I, and many, many people of color would say the same thing that they're used to it. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's not like it's like this is something that happened on a movie and you're like, <gasps> you know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it's sad to say, oh, she's just another girl, but she, she is another girl. She is another black person that they are just, they, they don't care. I, I, do, I do not get it. And if it was vice versa, if I came and just went to Brianna Taylor's house and shot her up, or any or regular person, they wouldn't even made it out of their life. Maybe cops would have been at their door in three seconds, and they would have been murdered, or they would have. They, they there wouldn't be a, a way to find them. That wouldn't have been an issue. They would have been found, or they would have been executed more than or less than 194 days ago, or whatever mm-hmm. day we're on now. 
Right. But it, it, it's not that way, and cops don't get that. I don't, I don't understand why they're on this pedestal when they bleed just like us. Right. And that so, goes for all cops, too, not just Caucasian cops or mm-hmm. black cops. That's, that's the whole Blue Lives Matter thingy. Yes. <laughs> or whatever. Exactly. It's, it's Blue Lives over Black, White, Yellow yeah, Lives. any lives. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on their justification that it was constitutional. It states that, you know, police authority or government rather simply need to have a notion or belief that criminal activity is happening in XYZ location. And that is all that is needed for a warrant is just suspicion. And whomever is caught in the crossfire, so be it. What's your take on that? I think that that's that that's horrible. I think it's like what what <laughs> because at that point, it, and it doesn't even matter. Um, I think who you believe in, but obviously we know that there is some higher power anywhere. Whoever you believe in, I don't care if you believe in. Mm-hmm. I don't know, God, Allah, or the Pillsbury Doughboy. You know that there is a higher power. So by that law, you're you're getting to say that you get to play God, that it doesn't matter if it's a child. It doesn't matter if it's an older person or a woman or a man. It doesn't matter if you have suspicion. And suspicion is something that you came up with in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, how, 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 like, how, like, crazy does that sound? That, that, even this person can be the nicest, most innocent person ever. This person could be mm-hmm. your child. And we all know that children are innocent, right? Or it could be a baby. Let's use a baby because babies don't know anything. So it could be a baby in here. And you can suspect that for some strange reason, this baby is dangerous. You can go on there guns blazing, shooting, all because of something you thought that you didn't do any special private investigation. You didn't have a warrant and actually searched the place. And then you're going in guns blazing when you think that, like, I don't, I don't understand how cops or SWAT teams, you have all this mm-hmm. equipment, right? You have the big guns. If there is someone in here that you think is armed, they don't have half of what you have. Right. Like, how, how scared can you be? You guys have the bulletproof vests, you have helmets, you have guns, you have automatic weapons, you have boots, you have bombs, you have grenades, you have all this stuff but you were threatened? How? Right. You know, I, I always say it's just the way they were trained and the, the way they're trained is to neutralize the threat. Now, I'm not here saying that what they did was right in no way, shape, or form, but that's just how they're trained. They're poorly, poorly trained when it comes to that regard. Um, I just simply feel like the Constitution needs to be um, rewritten. Right. I mean, I think dinosaurs. it's yeah. I think it's been edited only twenty-seven or twenty-six times in the past hundred plus years, and I and that's crazy. I I own a consulting business, and I'm opening up another business, and I have thank you, and I have two books and a podcast, and I still work. I can tell you now that almost. Every week, I'm editing something on my website. <laughs> like right. I'm editing something. And it's so, it's unfathomable that 
something that was written over a hundred something years ago that is supposed to protect us, you know, from the government or from, you know, people that want to go against the bylaws of the government has only been edited about less than 30 times. I find that to be ridiculous. How is that possible? I have no idea, girl. <laughs> like, it makes absolutely no sense. Like, it makes you want to give up. It makes you not want to fight because nothing is changing. Okay. And it's funny because I, I had a, I read a video. I, I, I read a video. Jesus Christ. I watched a video. <laughs> I watched a video about, um, like, people of color. We don't establish our own economics or our own, you know, our own money, our own money, like just, you know. Well, we can't. Right. It's but not that we don't. I don't think it's that we can't. I just think that we lack unity. We lack the education. And well, that's that's what it is. The reason why we can't is because from day one we're doomed to fail. You know, it, if if we were, if our people simply allow you know, the education system and government or whatever to teach our people finance and anything of that sort, then we are doomed to fail. And society is built in such a way where we cannot succeed. And I, you know, for me, all of these people that want to go against black people, especially the Caucasians. And it's not just that America was built on black people's backs. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to get your history correct because we can't just throw that at them. We taught their children to read when we could not even go to school. Right. Right. We breastfed their babies when many of their mo- many of the mothers not only were drying up, but many of them were dying. So we weren't, you know, we weren't just, Black women weren't just being raped to, you know, supply a factory of babies, but we were being raped to continue to lactate for their babies, Mm -hmm. you know? So from the beginning of what the U.S. was and is till today, um, it's built on we're just a means to an end. You know, it's not built in such a way, even the constitution will prove it because when it was written, we were still slaves. So it's not built in such a way for us to succeed. You know, so a lot of, you know, I have listeners from everywhere, but a lot of these white people, a lot of you that are still alive, I hope you know that, you know, Mary Jane, probably mm-hmm. breastfed your great-great-grandpappy, your great-great-grandmommy, and that's why you're still here. So I feel like we can, but if we leave it up to them, then we won't. And that's the problem. A lot of us continue to think that the whites are going to save us. We have that, you know, savior oh, mentality. I don't and that. <laughs> that is the problem. Oh no, girl, I'm Caribbean. So trust me, there is, there's that white man is going to save us mentality. And if you go to Africa, the heart of 
our people. There's still that white man will save us mentality. And Thank goodness, no. Yes, it's still there. It's still there. It's still pushing strong, you know, and that's the problem. You know, we speak about black power. No, yeah, it's still there. It's still, it's still there. And that's what's heartbreaking. When, how is a white man going to save you when a white man stripped you of all your power and your beliefs? That's crazy. And- I just, <laughs> well, they're psychotic for thinking. It. Number two, I think that, honestly, I'm, I'm super proud of black people right now. And I, I want to say not all black people. But there has been, everywhere I turn, somebody has a business. Whether mm-hmm. it's flourishing, whether they just started. But the fact that they even think or know that they have a business is, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know the word to use. It's, for lack of a better word, amazing. And I think that we just need to get on the same page and even though it's going to take us a little bit longer to educate ourselves, because everything is coming out now on social media, everything, right. you know, and they're dropping tips. Like, like, um, I'm a part of, um, I, I live in New Jersey. So I'm a part of, um, there's a Facebook group called, I think New Jersey black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. There's over 200,000 people in there. Not everyone has a business in there, but they are so supportive, right? You drop something in there. I've dropped things in there and I've gotten sales. Sometimes I've gotten a bunch of sales. Sometimes I only got one. Sometimes I got none. Or people are, someone will ask like, oh, do I need, I need my makeup done. Who should I go? And this, the feed is 60 comments worth of who you should go to. Now you're overwhelmed because now you don't know what makeup artist to go to. Right. <laughs> but everyone, there's people fixing credit. There's people talking about home. Actually, the people that are opening businesses that are black power and want to go back to traditional weddings and things like that, it's millennials. And we need to continue that. Oh hell no! Oh my goodness! I think I think we're gonna get it together. It will it'll take some time. Oh yeah, but I I think we're I think we're getting there. I really think we we are. We are. I think so. I just think that we people we need to pick up books. We need to come together, talk, teach, and be willing Mm -hmm. to actually listen. Um, get these kids. My son, he's three. He's he's about to have a lemonade stand. And it's cold out. It's about to get cold. He's about to have a limited. <laughs> he needs to get his money too. Um, <laughs> well, you should have him. You should have a piggy bank. I have my my son just turned three, and um, he has a jar, and he earns money by cleaning his room and and doing things like that. I think right now, and he has birthday money in there. He had well, he he spent some of it and bought Baby Shark like a big baby shark plush thing mm-hmm. but he has like about i think maybe a hundred and something dollars and when we go out we just went to walmart because i was getting um i was getting like organic um ingredients for uh, my business he goes mommy do you need this oil how about this oil this oil <laughs> looks pretty you want to buy <laughs> this oil what about this one i'm like i don't need any of that <laughs> but he does have like a a small jar and um, things like that. And I'm always calling him future CEO. He is the president of um, my new brand. So I think that, you know, giving him a piggy bank because it's, it's a bit cold for lemonade girl. You passed your time. It's cold. (laughs) 
we got to hustle. Anyway, we got out there. Different. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But he, think he's, he, every time he hears change with the floor, his eyes light up. He's like, oh, can I have that? Can I put that in my, the coins in my, in my, because it's like a, in the shape of a long crayon. Can I put mm. He wants to put everything in it. If, if he wants something, I'll say, he'll say, mommy, do you have money? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, well, if you don't have the money, can I go in my piggy bank and get it? No. And then he'll yeah, say, you got to teach him to save, too. Right. And just always get everything out of that piggy bank. Wait until it, it's filled and we can't put any more money in. Okay, then maybe you can get something now. Right. But, yeah. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. Um, why don't you tell our listeners where they can follow you, um, your store, maybe get that um, that postpartum, well, that book on postpartum depression. So just let us all know where we can connect with you. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is a little raunchy, so beware. Um, it is at <laughs> the gorgeous doll. Um, my website is Aubrey Jade. It's A U B R E Y J A D E dot com. The book can be purchased on Amazon, or um, once you go to my Instagram page, there is a link where you can get like an autographed copy and it comes with like a little exclusive gift. But on Amazon, you can literally type in the rebirth of a sunflower. Um, it should pop up. It better pop up. Um, you can purchase it there. And I have a YouTube as well that I'm trying to, you know, get the ball rolling on there. I'm actually purchasing, well, I've purchased all throughout the summer, a bunch of stuff from like black owned businesses and stuff. So I'm going to be uploading a video on there soon. And my YouTube page is called Queen Bree the Connoisseur. Um, yeah. But everything is, if you go to my Instagram, everything that I named, the links will be there on the LinkedIn thingy. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to me and telling me a little bit about yourself and entrepreneurship and what motivates you. And being a single mom and an entrepreneur definitely puts you in line with our Wonder Woman series. So thank you so much. Thank you. I was super honored and I'm so glad you are because it's amazing. I think that the world should find out about all these awesome mothers and women and in you period, because like it starts with you. So I, I just want to tell you, thank you and that you're doing an amazing job. And I hope that you do amazing. <laughs> you too. Thank you so much. You have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.